Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. And uh, we have a, a musical story you're going to share with us today. You're going to talk to us about uh, harping. Indeed. So I have a client who was telling me, I also have a dog who's barking, that's always fun. Uh, we ha I have a client who was telling me that uh, she felt that she was always harping on something. Hmm. And what she meant by harping was this, well, we just looked up the etymology of it. It comes from the idea of harping on a string. So you continually play the same string on your harp, and that means that you're saying the same thing over and over again. And she felt that she was doing this over and over again to get people to update a document. It's a document she has really important to her, great benefit to the company and the process, really helps her team make progress. And uh, nobody, fill, well, certain people don't fill in this document. And so she bugs them, and she bugs them, and she bugs them some more. <laughs> and she just keeps saying, fill in the document. Remember, fill in the document. It would be great if you filled in the document. How about if you fill in the document? Yeah. And this isn't working. And she said, Squirrel, what can I do? Uh, that that's a great question. What what could you possibly do? I mean, it sounds like what you should do is is keep on harping because um, you know it hasn't worked so far. But maybe if you continue, uh, people will eventually understand how important it is. Maybe they just haven't heard it enough times. That could be it. That that yes, it could. And and getting lucky <laughs> is always an option, as we always say. I, I wouldn't bet on it. That's okay. It's probably not playing the odds that way. No. So the recommendation that I gave to her was to go and find the people who were not responding in the way she expected. And guess what? You, you'd be astonished that we might say something about curiosity. Be curious. Find out yeah. what the reason is behind their reaction, because they've surely noticed the harping. The good thing about harping is it's hard to miss. Yeah. <laughs> Just like if, if I play the same note over and over again, you'll probably notice. So um, they, they've, they've surely picked it up, and they aren't responding. And there must be something that's causing that. And if she knew more about it, she might discover that there's a completely different cause or a completely different action or that her harping might, in fact, be wrong. The document's useless for some reason she doesn't know. So that's generally the planned action that we would recommend in the case where you find yourself harping on and on and on about the same thing. Yeah, so that's a great point. So um, we, we would want them to have a conversation. <laughs> Your harping's not working. Trying a conversation rather than a one-note you know, uh, um, musical performance. The, what you just described here at the end is you talked about having a pre-planned action. And what you're talking about here is something we talk about in Agile Conversations, the book. We talk about when you analyze your conversations, you'll find different patterns. And one of the patterns is a tell, which is something that you will see yourself, be aware of yourself doing or saying or feeling. And that will be a tell that you're in this certain pattern. And that when you notice it, that we should do is have a pre-planned action that when this tell happens, I should do this. And and we're saying that, and, and this is what struck me, which is when you told me that before you even told me the story, when you just, you'd written the notes in our document. <laughs> and I think it, I can't remember exactly what you wrote, but you had the word harping in there. I'm like, oh, harping. That sounds like uh, we, we can almost just from that know that what's happening is not a conversation and that probably you should plan to have a conversation. So this idea though, it struck me and this is the, the the topic of this podcast. We're starting with harping, but the idea is that there are tells in your vocabulary, words that if you hear yourself saying them, you can probably uh, use the same pre-planned action, which is to summon curiosity and try to understand the other person's interests, have a proper conversation. And we were trying to think of some other examples. Now, harping's a great one. I hear harping 
just that idea of you know the same thing over and over again clearly not working we should learn more what's going on rather than continuing the, the heart performance but what, what's another one that that came to mind uh for, for our list well certainly the one that i hear often is uh, i'm talking to a brick wall the other person just refuses to understand something like that okay Th those are i think those are two good ones yeah you, you you hear those one actually i've heard from you many times is the word convince which is oh, you try yeah. to uh, um, tell people to re try to remove that from their vocabulary. You know, I just exactly. need to convince them. No, that's that's almost certainly going to fail, and it won't lead to a conversation. It's very difficult to be curious while you're trying to convince somebody of something. Yeah, I, there, there's my uh, uh, example that I've shared on this podcast a few times, which is I had a tell where I would say it's obvious uh, while holding up my left hand for some reason. That was my tell. I'm it's obvious. And I, when I I said, oh well. If I find myself saying it's obvious, it's probably not obvious, and I should probably actually explain and <laughs> see if other people agree it's obvious, and and maybe it won't be. Uh, uh, so I think there's several ideas here that come to mind that just from the the phrasing, uh, um, I just need to convince them that they. I just need to make them understand uh, anything from this um, mindset is 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 probably not uh, set up for a good conversation. Indeed. It's, it's got a trap in it, though. So when, once you start doing these things, there's, there's a trap, and it's hard to break yourself out of it, which is why it's very helpful to have somebody else to say, hey, Jeffrey, I think you might be harping, or you might be uh, talking to a brick wall here. I, I heard you say that. Yeah. The reason is that, that once you get going into this mindset, the, the mindset we're encouraging you not to have, it, it's sort of self-sealing. It kind of reinforces itself. So you say, well, those people over there, they're the brick wall. I always talk to them and they, they never listen. <laughs> well, that's just how it goes. And you become resigned to the idea. You build this model in your brain of the brick wall of the, the people who don't listen or refuse to understand. And so something to watch out for is this can actually be hard to catch in yourself. It's actually much easier to catch in someone else. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And you're right. It, it is hard to, to see because it's one of those things where it become it's obvious they're a brick wall. <laughs> it's obvious that you 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 can't see the assumption that you're making. You used a phrase there, a bit of jargon, which was self-sealing, uh, and I think it might be worth explaining it to listeners. A self-sealing is a belief that you have that you then uh, that the belief prevents you from testing your belief. And there's you you believe because of your belief, you won't ever try to falsify it. So, if you, for example, say, well, you know, they refuse to understand. That's a position that if you believe, it's going to be very difficult uh, for you to to ever um, take actions that might lead you to a different conclusion. Or, or might lead them even to change behavior. So it might be their behavior is reinforcing the belief. There might be some things you could do that would be different that would change the belief and their behavior. But you're not going to get there if you start with they refuse to understand because right. that puts them, we, we did an episode some time ago uh, called Flipping the Bozo Bit. I'll see if I can yes. find it. Then you kind of put them in the bozo category. And once you put them in the bozo category, it, there's no point talking to bozos. Why, why would you do anything other than repeat yourself a bunch of times, hoping that maybe it'll break through the bozoness? Uh, how about they're not interested. They just don't care. Yeah. Uh, those are some other ones. Uh, um, and, and I think this is where we, we thought, you know, we could come up with, uh, other items for the list, but we like this is a place where we can really leverage the power of our audience. What Absolutely. what are some what are some other phrases that you hear, and in fact you might hear from your own mouth, but maybe hear from others, that is a sign that that uh, we, the conversation is broken down. 
what are the things that you know when you're frustrated or when other people are frustrated and they think further conversation is pointless? What are the kind of words that you're using? What are the words that you're hearing? Uh, we'd like to know because we, we, we think we'd, this would be a good list for uh, of tells that uh, you might be heading down the wrong track. I think one of the things we could do is we could assemble this uh, into a list and have as a resource uh, on our website for people who are doing conversational dojos. This could be a sort of a checklist that you might look at as you're, you're going through a uh, uh, conversation analysis. I think that might be an interesting resource. I like it. I did. I'm not sure whether you volunteered to do that or I did, but uh, I think one of the, <laughs> one of us should. But what we need there is is for our listeners to help us out. So yeah. uh, please please have a look on conversationaltransformation.com, which is where you'll find our email and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. You could respond to the Twitter message that uh, we sent to to announce this podcast. That would be great. You could respond in, in any other way that you'd like. But uh, if you'd send us uh, one or two examples from your life, what are the sorts of things that uh, go in this vocabulary list, this list of tells that mean that, uh, you know, I've just kind of flipped the bozo bit. It's hopeless. I, I can't uh, talk to those people anymore. If we can assemble a list like that, crowdsource it a bit, I think that'll be very helpful for folks doing dojos and so on. And there's a whole bunch of other resources and things on conversationaltransformation.com. So please do have a look at that. We're interested in getting people's reactions to the many things that we're putting up there these days and the events we're planning. Excellent. And of course, we'll talk about this again in a future podcast. And you can find out about that by clicking the uh, subscribe button in whatever tool you're using, because we come out every week, have been for a couple of years, we plan to continue. So we'll see you here again, and we'll talk more about harping and other musical performances that don't work so well uh, next time on Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Carl.